You're listening to Ambition Without Compromise, the podcast that is planting a flag for women of color who are ready to unapologetically center their unique vision, personal legacy, joy, and wholeness in the pursuit of the next level in their business and careers. I am your host, Monique Shields. I'm an executive coach, entrepreneur, mom, wife, and champion of badass moguls in the making. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back for another episode. It's a calm and rainy day here in SoCal. We're just getting so much more rain than we have in so many years in this super dry state. And I was talking to someone who's just recently moved here from the East Coast, and she's like, I got came here looking for, you know, sunny California weather. We've come during like the most rainy time. And I was like, I am living for this rain because it has been so dry, which is like driven up my anxiety and, you know, just with like the wildfires. I mean, it has been wild since moving here. And so I think I've been brought a sense of calm because of the weather changes. And I've also had just a great deal of space for reflection. So like, you know, when you hop in the car and there's like a light drizzle, not like a torrential rain, but a nice light drizzle and got your coffee, you know, you have that mental space to yourself. I don't know. There's just been something that's been so centering and grounding for me. And so in my reflection today while driving, I think about my podcast, honestly, I was thinking about like, what's the purpose of why we're here and what we're doing? And obviously I'm all about us carving out our own path and choosing our North Star and how we actually engage with that process, which I think not enough people talk about how you actually choose the path. But then I was like, well, you know, I was as I think about like when I want to bring guests on and the stories I want them to share, I want us to be able to connect with, well, what enabled you to connect with the belief that was necessary to know that you could even break the mold? Like, how are you navigating and managing, you know, what it's like to choose a different path and to continue to choose a different path and to continue to innovate and be different? And what I realized that has been for me is. I navigate life through relationships. Like I have broken beliefs. I have built belief. I have gained perspective and I have built skills and all of it has come through relationships. And so I was like, well, you know what? I think this really connects for so many of the extremely extraordinarily high achieving women that I work with because a big challenge that they always bring into our coaching relationships is that they're feeling isolated, that they feel alone in their struggles, that they are used to being self-sufficient, that they are kind of trapped in their own minds and they recognize it's a problem, but they don't know how to get out of it. And so I was like, you know what? I can share what I've done because I am that girl. (laughs) I am the person who has you know, carried, I think in many ways, the weight of the world on my shoulders since being very young and feeling a great deal of responsibility, like this sense of responsibility, this sense of self-possession and I guess ownership, but carrying it in kind of a heavy way and carrying it in like a lone wolf kind of way, you know, always feeling as though I'm on the outside and I'm never quite fit in. And I think so many of us feel this way, which is so fascinating. We're all like bumping into each other, (laughs) all feeling alone and like we don't belong and like we are singularities. So many of us are actually feeling the exact same way. But I thought I would share some stories because I know that many of us are 
trying to figure out how do I wade through, how do I navigate through this experience and connect with a sense of building together, feeling unalone in my journey and in my path. And yeah, if I can share from my personal experience, and I am excited to bring in more voices to this conversation as uh, we start having some more guest episodes, that I think that these are worthwhile stories that we really need to exchange and share to help each other out. So here we go. As I said, you know, coming up, I had always thought of myself, I think, as like needing to be responsible. I'm the older sister. It was kind of placed on me as well to like set a good example. I always kind of upheld this persona of being like the good girl. And it, I was a goody two-shoes. Like for, <laughs> by and large, like I was not getting into trouble. I was not getting into the stuff. I was not an experimental middle schooler, teenager, high schooler. Like I wasn't with it. And nothing wrong with that. Like some of us just have different tolerances for different things. But from where that was coming from, for me, I think it was a little bit, I guess, artificially sort of placed on me. Like I felt like a constraint that I had kind of taken on for myself. And where I think this led me, by the time I got to college, and I went to Spelman College, which was a wonderful college full of women. <laughs> I certainly had friends there. I had lots of people that I felt like I could have fun with or study with. But I left Spelman, which is surprising. It wasn't totally apparent to me. I think still feeling like fairly alone or like unattached, even though I was surrounded by amazing young women, right? So I'm in New York living in Harlem, starting my grown-up life <laughs> with my in my apartment with my roommates and just having lots of different social excursions and experiences and working and you know lots of firsts and things like that and just in life as a grown-up. And I remember there was this one day that we had a couple of girlfriends over and I don't know what we were doing. It was like super casual, like nothing big going on. It was like during the day, like I think just like a Saturday afternoon or something like that. I cannot remember what we were doing. We had just come back from like having brunch or something like that. And there was this moment where somebody had made like physical contact with me, like wanting to come in for like a more long lasting hug or or something like that. Just something that felt like intimate to me, not in a respect my physical boundaries kind of way, but in a like totally innocent, I didn't feel threatened, but like I had this weird reaction to, like it was weird to me. And I remember like the way I just kind of physically recoiled and like her pausing and looking at me, I was like, no, don't, don't touch me. Or like, I don't know, it was so weird. And again, this wasn't like I felt in any way unsafe or violated or it wasn't from that place. It was like, I don't want you to know me. It was striking to me. Like I sat and thought about that moment. And I apologized afterwards. I was like, I don't know where that came from. And ended up giving her like a big hug and it being like, you know, fine in the moment. But I definitely took that as important information <laughs> about what was going on with me. And I was in that moment, I realized, I think just how isolated or how isolating I was moving through the world. Not wanting to be like I said, known in a way. Because I mean, I come from actually like a really affectionate family. Like again, it wasn't about physical touch or like a boundary or anything like that. It was like, you're not family and why would you want to hug? I don't know. It was hard for me to get my brain around. And this feels like so vulnerable to share all this, but it's just the truth. And it made me realize again that I had an issue 
or I felt very uncomfortable being close with women, right? And like I said, I had gone through like women's studies <laughs> courses and things like that as well when I had had this like very positive and affirming college experience at an all women's college. I felt like I thought I was like pro women and, you know, trying to be my version of feminist or womanist or whatever, you know, all the things I was exploring at the time. But I felt disconnected from other women. And I was like, oh, this is not who I want to be. Like, I don't want to move through the world with this kind of discomfort, this like feeling of constantly feeling separated and isolated from the broader group. Like I didn't actually belong to a community and that I couldn't engage in deep connection. Like that was a problem to me. Literally from that moment forward, I made a concerted effort. I mean, I remember like Googling and looking up like how to become closer, how to build intimacy between friends and really opening myself up to what it could look like to be truly connected with, to feel actually seen and in deep connection and partnership with other women that I loved, that I cared about, that were my friends. And it shaped a lot of how I moved from that moment onward. And I thank God, honestly, that I had that really kind of strange experience so early on in my adulthood because I had just moved to New York. I don't think I'd been there more than like a year, if anything. I was, you know, kind of fresh on the scene. And so from there, I made it a point to learn and to watch other women who were good at it in particular and see what they did. And I started trying on different ways of being in spaces with friends and also beginning to listen to this voice inside of me that gave me I think I had already had good instincts around choosing people to be around that were, you know, <laughs> good and kind and healthy, compassionate folks. Like I had good people in the space around me, but how do I let them in? Uh, that's the part I was learning to become better at. And so, yeah, that has been honestly like my life's work <laughs> in many ways. And it has meant everything for me in terms of how I've been able to shift my beliefs about myself, about what's possible for me as a human, as a business owner, as a wife, as a mom, because I'm, I now know the power of what it means to learn through relationship, to be exposed to another human being. Because if you're not unable to share your problems or not able to share your questions or the, just the things that you're sitting with, you're never going to get new answers. And I think everybody has different approaches, but I firmly believe that all of us, and it's not even a belief, like it's a scientific fact, like we need each other to survive. Like we are social animals. We have to be in connection with each other. And I think so many of us are fighting this and not seeing just how essential it is to our basic well-being and to our clarity and to our motivation and to you know the life trajectory that we place ourselves on and how we are just navigating. And so, you know, I think there are lots of things that can shape this for us, right? I think that inquiry led me to step into new actions and beliefs and behaviors, rather, that have helped me change how I am in the world and how have helped me, I think, become the kind of coach that I'm able to be now, right? Because I have to open myself to my clients in order for them to open themselves to me. And, you know, when I think back on my youth, and I, I'm sure so many of y'all can relate in various ways, 
your middle school mean girls, right? Like those experiences of being made to feel different and everybody's like allowing all of their insecurities to be weaponized against each other and to try to exclude anything that feels different that might threaten your own belonging, right? And so I had my fair share of dealing with those circumstances and not feeling like I just didn't have a track record of feeling like I could be close to girls. Like, I think I was always on the defense. And this is not like a a narrative around like, you know, girls are catty. Like, I don't like to (laughs) uphold that kind of a narrative because I don't think that it's like a gendered thing or whatever. Like, it's a people thing. And this just happened to be an area where I felt less connected and where I felt challenged. And so coming up as a kid and having these experiences that told me like, I don't know if I can be safe with girls. Like I kind of always have to keep my guard up and also being raised honestly by my mom who had her own experiences with this as a kid growing up. She's a little bit more racially ambiguous looking and that being a challenge to navigate, especially from where she comes from and her giving me the skills, you know, she passed on what she knew in terms of these are the skills for how you deal with girls. But it always kind of set me as separate, right? Like you're not them, they're not you. Kind of anticipate and expect to have this kind of treatment and this behavior. And this is how you can still get along and move along and still have fun and find your way. And despite not being connected, despite not belonging. And that was a means of survival and a strategy, a life strategy for me for so, so, so long until I had this moment that I just shared in my 20s where I came up close with it. And I think I just had the fortitude and just the age for me to recognize like, this is going to be a problem. This is not how I want to be and exist. And so having made that shift and having then paid attention to, you know, the friends who are around me who are really great at being connected, moving in connection, moving in tandem with community, I picked up a lot of great skills. And it opened me. This isn't just like how I would just change my behavior. My thoughts and my beliefs began to change. And so my whole life philosophy now in terms of what I coach on, what I preach on here, and what I share with anyone who is looking for a path forward. Like my first instinct, my first step is always, who else are you talking to, right? It's to break the isolation, to break this private existence that you are operating through and being trapped in your own mind and being trapped in your own thoughts and recognizing that what you need nine times out of 10, (laughs) somebody else has the cure, right? So I have gained, I think, the gift of certainly personal connection. I have friends, 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 like ride or die, beautiful friends. And they didn't all come to me after that moment in my 20s. Some of these were friends that I had already had, but I just wasn't accessing the relationship in a way that was maximized, I guess. Like I wasn't fully plugged in at the time. And and so I learned how to better take advantage of these like amazing people who were already there. Like I was blessed to have these women around me and to have this kind of woman exist who wanted to know me, right? And it was just really about me giving myself the permission to be known. And so I was able to tap into that and feel known. I feel known in a way now that has been so critical to my well-being and my happiness 
I think especially, you know, with even more isolating experiences that come, I think motherhood being one of them, that can be a very isolating experience if you're moving through it in that way. I think entrepreneurship is definitely one, right? We talk about it being like lonely as an entrepreneur, but a lot of that is by choice. And it's how entrepreneurship and just the narratives around it have been shaped, I think, predominantly by a lot of single white men. Um <laughs> And what they say it should be and how you should move and how you should think. And it's like, it is this kind of lone wolf way of being. And it doesn't have to be that way. I honestly think that we will find a lot more success if we are operating through energy that is a lot more collaborative, a lot more open, a lot more communally engaged. And so I have gained that personal connection, but I've also gained just this kind of unshakable belief that I can get through and I can do, I can figure out anything because I don't have to do it alone. (laughs) I never have to do anything alone. I don't have to be stuck. I just don't have to be because I've got this squad. And, And even if something is that I need, you know, whether it's specifically information or if it's emotional support or whatever, if it's not in my existing squad, I know that there's a human out there. If I just put it out into the universe, if I just, I can put it out here on, you know, this podcast or on Instagram or wherever. And the provision is always there and it comes through another human being. And so, you know, I guess a big part of what I'm trying to share on this episode today is encouragement for you to find and tap into some bravery and belief around the fact that you can you can shift your entire existence you can shift your being by just deciding and I say just I don't say that lightly but it's simple by just deciding to reveal that piece of yourself that feels messy or shameful or uncertain or not good enough. Like that's honestly the key. That's the thing that you're waiting on to be different. You have to decide to be different with it, which means to stop trying to hold it alone, to open yourself up and recognize that, okay, I'm not meant to do anything alone in life. We're really not. I know we get trained up through elementary education and just the general U.S. education system at large to sit at your own little desk (laughs) and don't look at anybody's paper and don't talk to anybody. Make sure everybody is quiet and silent. Like you take all your tests alone, you learn alone and anything outside of that is like cheating. And, you know, we have this like very individualistic way of teaching our children to build and to learn and to be. And then we, you know, you get into real life and it's confusing because <laughs> true leadership is all about how you're able to engage with other people. And also, I think as an executive coach, I feel like I have this peek behind the curtain with uh, women who are operating at these exceptionally high professional levels. And when I really understand how many of them have avoided a lot of heartache and pain and have sped up their cycles to finding success... It has been because they have built up the skill set of leveraging other people well, of connecting with other people well. Now, how if this is showing up personally for them (laughs) and being able to be like vulnerable and truly connected and not feeling isolated in that, that's another story. But I do know that your advancement, your expansion, your growth is absolutely dependent on your ability to connect and relate to others point blank, period. Like, I don't care what anyone has to say. Like, for it to be something that is 
worthwhile and sustainable and that actually feels good, you need other people in the ring with you. And so, yeah, that is my encouragement to you all today. That is how I have built so much belief in myself. And I think it's available to anyone who decides they want it to be available to them as well. I know it can feel isolating where you're at. And I know you can tell yourself stories around like, well, well, I really don't have people, right? But what if you challenge yourself to just completely break the mold and say, okay, like the way I'm existing, the rhythms through which I'm existing, the way I'm moving day to day, you know, my routines, it's like, it's not lending itself to anything but isolation, What if I made one new choice? What if when I'm checking out in the line at the grocery store, I just start speaking? I just start striking up conversation with, you know, the person behind me or the person who, for some reason, like, they just keep catching my eye. There's like something in my intuition that's telling me, like, I'm curious about this person. What if I just start following my curiosity in order to build connection, right? These are the small choices that we're not making that could be the end to our feelings of being alone, of not belonging, of not having folks to fall back on, right? These are the small choices that we have to make to shift our behavior in, in the long term. And they have it has massive impacts. It can have massive, massive transformational impact on your life. And so it's available to you. It's available to you as soon as you're ready to shift the story and start choosing some new ways of, of moving. And again, it can start with one small step at a time. It could start with one relationship. It could be an existing relationship like it was for me and my existing relationships deciding to be different in them and how that has actually shifted my relationship to my professional identity to work and how I build this business. I choose to never be alone. I choose to never be alone. I will always be in some sort of coaching group or mastermind, you know, entrepreneurs like women's clubs. I'm not going to do this alone. I'm not going to do this alone. I'm not going to do motherhood alone. I'm not going to do black womaning in this world alone. Like just not doing it alone, y'all. <laughs> and I encourage you to make that choice for yourself as well. If you are feeling isolated and you are feeling like, I know my high achievement, I feel like it's blocking me from connecting with other people, from trusting other people, from letting other people in to actually see me and embrace me and hold me and help me, you're holding yourself back. And I want you to take in on top of that, how much more is available to you? If you've been able to build what you have built thus far and everyone around you is like, wow, (laughs) that's amazing what you're doing or what you've done. That's incredible. Even if you don't totally buy it, but you know, you've done some things, you're doing some things, right? And the girls are noticing. They're taking note. Can you imagine (laughs) if you weren't all alone in this process, how much more, how much bigger And not even just more in terms of quantity or dollars or anything like that, which those things come to, but just the expansive experience for you that you'd be able to have in all of this, I'm just saying, (laughs) it is worth deep consideration. So that is my charge to you all today. I hope that you take this to heart. And as always, I hope that this message met and served at least one person, one human who happened to listen at just the right time that this made a difference for you. Okay. Until next time, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Y'all, truly, thank you for listening to Ambition Without Compromise. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so more women like you can discover us. 
I'd also love to engage with you more real time. If you're on social media, come follow me on Instagram at Monique R. Shields. Don't forget that R. You can also access my newsletter at MoniqueRShields.com forward slash newsletter to receive bi-weekly gems on the best and most impactful lessons I'm learning in my many roles in both life and as a coach to powerhouse women across the country. Again, that's MoniqueRShields.com forward slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon.